cliffcentral.com. The Unview, the thin, the rich, and the fabulous on cliffcentral.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning to you. And this is cliffcentral.com. It is the entertainment show, The Unview, where things, uh, all magical things happen, like Disney and like uh, Whitney Houston and Puss in Boots. Just to, just to name a few of the elements that are coming on to today's show. We're also going to chat about uh, next week's the Durban July, the July Handicap. Um, we'll talk to Ayanda Tabete about it from Toppling. You know, she's hosting a, a beautiful, it's called the Opulent Experience Marquee. So I want to chat to her about all the famous people. You know that all the famous people go and hang with the Toppling guys. It's, it's all very, very cool. Um, also coming into studio, very special guest, uh, Toke Makinwa. Uh, top Nigerian star. Uh, she's an actress, a speaker, a fashion icon. She's got a brand new book out called On Becoming. Um, but she's like the number one star in Nigeria. So that's really going to be cool to chat to her. We've got the two top skaters from Disney on Ice, Yolanda Kering and Conrad Kering. They're, they are, um, they're a married couple. He's a, a former chef. We'll talk about that. And now they ice skate all around the world with Disney and Mickey. Oh, I love it. I want to know one day if they, if he actually ever played Mickey. Like, cause, cause they, they, they've got to be different characters, obviously, throughout the, we'll, we'll, we'll find out about that. And then we'll talk to Steve instead about Puss in Boots opening at the Lyric next week. It's a great panto slash, it's a, it's a great musical altogether. They did Shrek last year, which won all the, that got huge accolades. So it's going to be good to chat to them. But I want to tell you, three years ago, I went along to the Johannesburg Civic Theatre and I, I don't like tribute concerts because they never sound as good as the, the actual guys, you know, the Michael Jackson guy, ugh. okay, whatever. The, the Freddie Mercury guy, the Tina Turner girl or drag queen, depending how you feel when you're doing Tina. Uh, you, you never know what you're going to get. So <clears throat> I thought, okay, well, it's quite interesting. Let's go along. I love Whitney. I'm a Whitney freak. I saw her many years ago when she came to South Africa. Um, and it's a, a tragic story of her life, by the way. Um, so I thought, well, let's go and see the greatest love of all, the Whitney Houston show <clears throat> at the theatre. And I sat there and I'm going to say something that is quite crazy. Belinda Davids, a South African who's traveled the entire world, performed to over 80,000 people across the globe, did a better job than Whitney. I know. I know. And that's crazy. I would never make a statement like that. But it's like, that's how brilliant she was. Um the Artscape saw Belinda open last night um, to, again, uh, a phenomenal audience that said she was – I saw Mark Lottering, for example, tweeting how great she was. Because Cape Town hasn't – I don't think Cape Town has seen her, but South African-born, traveling around the world, has been in America, done everything. On the line, we've got Belinda Davids. Welcome to the show, and the greatest love of all is happening in South Africa again. Yes, it is. Good morning. Thanks for having me. <clears throat> Good morning. A, a, a crazy statement, but Belinda – People have said, and I've seen in reviews, that you are, you're, you, 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 you kind of top Whitney sometimes with some of the songs. I'm sorry, say that again. You top Whitney. You, uh, I top Whitney. Oh my goodness. Yeah, um, I, thank you. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's something very flattering to say. Thank you. You have traveled the world with the show. Tell me, when did it first, um, when, when did your love for Whitney begin and how did this all happen? I start, I think the first time, well, not I think, I know for fact, that the first time I heard Whitney Houston was, was when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. And my oldest brother had an LP of uh, Teddy Pendergrass, and he actually, she she featured on that um, album with him uh, doing a song called Hold Me. 
And when I heard it the first time, I knew that that's what I wanted to sound like for the rest of my life. And that's where my love started for her, you know, and, and I knew that, that that was my dream, my connection started with her. Now, it's very clear to say this is not a South African production and you didn't get the role because you were in South Africa. You first and foremost have traveled the world, as I said. You performed for a few years in Dubai. You then went along to L.A., to Los Angeles. And all of this, I mean, you performed with some greats uh, in your lifetime. But but how did, how, did, how did they find you? How did they spot you? How did this Australian company find Belinda Davids, born in Port Elizabeth, living in Cape Town? Well, I haven't. Even, I didn't even plan anything at that point. I had just come home, and I had, I had a brand new baby. He was three months old, so I didn't even think about, you know, looking at that time for anything. And my friend uh, called me one morning and said to me, "Listen, I have I have booked an audition spot for you to go and audition for the show." And uh, so I really quickly packed up my baby and went to the Arts Cape Theatre and went through a process of, of auditions, of course. And, you know, it was it was it was pretty amazing, you know. I didn't even I didn't even think that I would get it. It was out of fifteen thousand people. You know, sure. out of twelve countries. So I didn't even think I would get it. I just thought, okay, well, you know, I'm not quite ready for anything at that moment. But uh yes, and now we're here. <laughs> And that is, uh, I mean, and now you're there. 80,000 people across the world you've performed. Very interesting. In the past, you have performed with Kaisha Cole. You've performed with people like Kerry Hilson, um, uh, people like uh, the New Edition. So, I mean, you're not new to this business at all. But, but I mean, to get the Whitney gig changes your life because you travel the globe. Uh, you perform, as I said before, 80,000 people. What is it like being on the road? I mean, it's it's pretty incredible. You don't you don't you know when you perform with people like you should you think that you know you've sort of you've made your mark. You know you have you know you have another another button on your belt, <laughs> if that's the right term to mm. use. But then this comes along, and you know it's 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 a dream because this is the woman that I've been idolizing for the rest of my life, or for the for the past twenty five years. You know, so. Um, Traveling the world is pretty incredible. Doing what I love and, you know, doing my idol's music. You know, it, it's not mine and it will come, but this is this is my dream. This is my dream. It's pretty incredible. Are there points in the show, and I got this impression three years ago when I saw it, and I look forward to seeing it this coming week, but but I got the impression that, that you, it's almost as though Whitney takes a part of your soul or a part of Whitney's soul comes through you. I mean, this is what I, what I what I what I picked up when I saw I saw it twice, by the way. Um, yeah. Do you feel that when you're on that stage? Um, well, I you know it's something else happens when you go on stage. You have to become this other person, you know. And for me, the fact that I have to that I have to portray and I have to you know be my idol on stage. That is, yes, I, you know, that thirty seconds before I go on stage, you know, I have to bring. Every image that I have stored in my mind over the past 25 years of her, I have to bring all of that in, and that's a lot of information. But it sort of does take over when you come on stage and you have to become this other person. Mm. You know, the fact that I have to, can, the fact that I have to do her music is pretty incredible. It's, it's amazing. What is your favorite song? Hard of Whitney Houston, I don't have a favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a favorite song. All of them are pretty amazing. You know, when you, you try to listen to one song and then you have to listen to the next one and the next one and the next one, you know, and it brings so many memories back. But 
I don't have a favorite song. What's my favorite song to do in the show is the showstopper. Um, mm. There's a moment in the show where I have the red dress on and, you know, that's exactly the same as hers, you know, and she's behind me and I have to mimic her. You know, that yes. that is my favorite. Mm. That's a really special moment for me. Belinda, we do it with everyone from, from people from... Both from South Africa and abroad when they come on the show. We make them sing. <laughs> Thank you. Are, are you up to singing a little song for us? Not uh, this morning. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm in my it. man voice this morning. <laughs> we make everybody. you just got to give us one line. I am in my... Oh, okay. Oh, let me see. We do it to everyone. Uh, wow. Okay, let's see. Remember when we held on in the rain? See, my voice is not there anymore. The night we almost lost it, once again, we can take the night into tomorrow. I'm so tired. I know, I Living know. Living <laughs> well, we we we, 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 got, we make PJ Power sing and we do everyone make everyone do it. So just welcome to the club, Belinda. Again, it's a great show. Um, you're you're superb in this performance and um. Uh, what more do you want to do with your career? Career? How long is your contract still for to do? You've been doing it for three years. The greatest love of all. Uh, how how long will you be continuing? I think that you know I I like the the fact that I get to do this right now. I like the fact that I you know that I'm in this little box you know, and I think I want to stay there for a while. I think I want to I want to I want to stay there. Of course, I'm gonna eventually I'm gonna release my own album. That's also what I would like to do. But right now, I just want to ride this out and see, you know, and, and just enjoy this moment. Um, Belinda, if you look at Whitney's life, it, it, it's quite sad. Um, have you ever, it, ha, ever had interactions with members of her family? Have you ever had that experience? Um, I've, not, I've not been in contact with them since the show has been on. Mm. Um, I met her mother briefly a few years ago before I came home from Los Angeles. I met her husband, and you know, I never met her daughter, but, and I never met her either. But um, you know, it was those were those were pretty amazing moments. You know, you feel a little bit closer to her when you when you meet people that's been in her presence and around her. Um, I've met some of her friends and some people that's been in her circle, but um, yeah, it's, it's it's always it always makes you feel closer to her. A sad life, a sad story. If there's anything you can take out of it, sad life. Um, is there anything? Is there anything that you personally take on? What, 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 what would you say your take out on her life has been? I think you know because because she was that woman that that um, pretty much taught me how to sing. She was my connection to my dream. You know, she was that person that I decided that I'm going to be a singer. You know, that's that's what I that's what I would like to take out. I don't want to think about. Anything else? Because you know, when she was here and when she was great, she was immortal to me. And the fact that she's not here is really sad. And I don't have anything to look forward to anymore. You know, I don't know. It's like you look you look forward to that next thing that's going to come from her, but it's not going to happen because she's not here anymore. So I take that. I take that. That's my happiness. That's my 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 thing. That happy place that I think from her. You know, out of her career, out of her life, out of who she was. 
Well, you keep the legend alive and you keep the music alive, and I think that's incredible. Belinda Davids, we look forward to seeing you. Uh, my partner Braden saw you in, in saw three times in Durban. Uh, he's coming with me next week Wednesday to the Artscape. Can't wait to see you. Uh, we're going to come screaming backstage for autographs because it's fun. <laughs> but uh, thank Belinda, you. thank you very much, and it's uh, it's really good to chat to you. Congratulations for opening night, and that is uh, Belinda Davids, the greatest love of all. The Whitney Houston show. It's happening at the Artscape. Um, sure. What a life. And what a performance of this woman. Look at Whitney. Each day I live, I want to be a day to give the best of me. I'm only one, but not alone. My finest day is yet unknown I broke my heart for every game To taste the sweet, I face the pain I rise and fall, yet through it all This much remains And it is a moment in time. You can't miss the show. Please, is at the Artscape, the greatest love of all. Um, the show happening, the Whitney Houston tribute show, and it's happening at the Artscape. Belinda David, thank you for joining us on the line. Uh, so talking about more magical things happening, um, Puss in Boots opens next week at the Lyric Theatre. They're on stage at the moment uh, rehearsing, and it's a, a great cast. Earl Gregory's in it, Ilsa Klink. Um, the list just goes on and on. But uh, Stephen Stead wrote it, and um, Stephen, welcome to the show, and congratulations again. You took quite a couple of Naledi Awards, uh, your group, your team, uh, your your partner Greg. Welcome, welcome. How's it, Alan? Thanks for having me. Puss in Boots comes to South Africa, or, or to Johannesburg. Very exciting. You wrote it. Yes, I did. It's the 13th panto I've written, <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm very excited about it. It's got a lovely, fresh, crazy, anarchic feel to it. Well, firstly, I saw the, the, the photograph of uh, Gregory, and I'm going to post it online, but it's the costumes look great. And your costumes are brilliant, uh, Stephen. I've got to tell you. Thank you. I mean, Shrek, you see that – I mean, you can't believe when the dragon comes on stage, and it's crazy. <laughs> um, and it, it's – you know, I know it's not these mega international budgets. How do you pull it off, and how do you do it? Well, it's a great – listen, uh, Greg and I work on a shoestring budget, but mm. we – give great attention to detail, and that's how you do it. It's very hands-on. So, for example, when we do the pantos, um, I, we, I go and buy the fabrics six months before the production starts and take it to our very talented costumier, Shanti Naidu, and she sits down with the drawings that Greg has done and the fabrics I've bought, and then she produces 
over six months. These very beautiful detailed costumes. Of course, we're talking so about. We keep uh, it in house. Mm. You know, there's only, there's only three of us involved in the process, so there's not lots of salaries to pay, and we can spend the money where it's supposed to go, which is on what the costumes look like. And of course, we're discussing uh, Greg King. Uh, just if, if Greg King, who's just won the Naledi Award actually for best costume design for Shrek. And absolutely brilliant. Uh, the, the the music it's set in a mystical, magical Caribbean island, and Puss in Boots is a laugh a minute, features a great audience participation. What do you get the audience to do? What are some of the things people can expect? Well, it's got most of the traditional elements of a panto. Um, uh, our pantomimes are trademarked for being traditional family pantomimes. Um, so you have the dame, and you have, uh, she interacts with the audience, she throws sweets to them. Um, the young male lead uh, gets the kids to, or the whole audience to, participate in a running gag that goes throughout the whole show. Then there is a family sing-along with the girls against the boys towards the end of the production. There's a run through the auditorium where the, the, the cast are chased by a giant ogre through, through the kids, screaming and shouting. Uh, it's just anarchy. <laughs> Great fun. Um, and um, just generally, you know, in fourth wall in Panto, the cast are speaking directly to the actors to the audience right from the beginning of the show. And that is the tone of the thing. So the audience is one of the characters. So you feel very, very involved. Stephen, uh, a great lineup. Ilsa Klink's in it. Earl Gregory, uh, who's just left Joseph. Ilsa, again, won the uh, the Naledi Awards for phenomenal performances that she did in Afrikaans production. Michael Richard, yes. you've got him there. You've got Zach Henricks. You've got Darren King. I mean, the list goes on. And, of course, your musical director is Rowan Becker. Uh, yes, she's done some beautiful vocal arrangements. I know. What a what a lineup. What a what a what a cost. Yeah, well, we're lucky to have people who have seen our work and want to work with us. And people like Ilsa and Michael, uh, I'm delighted and privileged to have them in the cast playing our our good fairy and our wicked ogre. Um, they are they are marvelous. <laughs> A perfect pantomime uh, is perfect, the, uh, perfect uh, pantomime. <laughs> uh, again, your uh, we 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 need to see more of this of of this South African talent coming through South African written uh, pantos, South African work. Um, how proud are you to to be able to put put this on and to do this uh, this production? Oh, immensely proud. Um, it's also living out a childhood fantasy. I mean. What Greg and I are doing, are trying, we're trying to recreate the thrill and the magic that we experienced when we were 10 years old mm. and went to the old pantos that John Moss used to do in, in uh, the, the theater in Durban. And um, we're pouring all that childhood uh, excitement into our productions. And to share them with people um, at this kind of scale is an enormous um, shot in the arm. It is a Durban production, and it's very proud to say that because you see a lot of things coming from overseas, a lot of things coming from Johannesburg, a lot of theatre coming from Cape Town. You see not so much coming from Durban, but great to see Durban uh, making it to the stage. Does this go back to Durban as a, as a panto, or is it only performed in Johannesburg? It has already been in Durban. Has it it okay. was our pantomime last year, okay. uh, 18 months ago. Um, and uh, the management of Sun after the success of Shrek, came down to our, our panto this year, and asked us to bring a panther up in the winter holidays here. And we left at the opportunity because it's the perfect theater for uh, family entertainment over the holidays. You've got the theme park just there. There's movies. There's every possible restaurant you could possibly, family mm. restaurant you could hope to take kids to. So it's a, it's a great venue, I think, for um, family entertainment. Uh, and it truly is 
you know, we have uh, listeners all over the country, all over the world. Um, what can we expect from you in Durban? What can people in Durban expect? What's up? What's happening there next? Well, we've got James and the Giant Peach opening there at the same time as Puss is running in Johannesburg. Really? And, okay. Um, yeah. And then at Christmas time, uh, December, we have a new panther called Sinbad the Sailor, which has got a touch of Bollywood and a hint of spice which is going to have a different feel altogether from the other Panthers we've done. Well, that's amazing. Stephen Stead, thank you for being on the line. Of course, uh, your show opens uh, next week, Friday, uh, and runs for a month right through July, through the holidays. Kids have got to see it. But I love the fact that pantomimes, um, some of the stuff goes over the kids' heads and really can appeal to adults, which is great. You want that. a family so it's not it's not for aimed at children. In fact, it's wasted on the children. It's uh, <laughs> there's so many jokes and innuendos that will go straight over the kids' heads and land with the adults. It's much like the Pixar movies, you know, the Shrek movies, the DreamWorks movies, mm. which are made on two or three levels. So there's enough color and magic and movement to, to keep the kids uh, engaged, and then there's a lot of other stuff which will appeal to adults. Thank you so much, Greg. That's uh, um, Stephen Stead and uh, the Greg King, phenomenal in Durban, who put these productions together. Thank you for joining us, Stephen. It's uh, Puss in Boots happening at the Gold Reef City, the Lyric Theatre, 30th of June to the 23rd of July, and it's the perfect pantomime adventure. I do love pantos. They're really, really great. Of course, we've got uh, – and I love it that we've got pantomime happening in July, and then another one happens at the end of the year with Janice Hunneman. Um, and then you see that Durban's got this. I don't think Cape Town does pantomimes, but this is really, really good to see that this is uh, this is happening. So don't miss it. It's really going to be great. And coming up in the next couple of weeks, we're going to get Earl Gregory in studio. We'll get Michael Richards in studio. Of course, we had Ilsa Klink a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, we'll talk to some of these phenomenal actors and actresses. So we spoke about local productions. Well, <clears throat> Belinda Davis Productions is an international. And then we've got Stephen said local. Um, in studio, we've got. South African skaters. Like, first of all, this is really interesting. Because if you have not seen Disney on Ice, you have clearly missed out a lot of things within your life. I mean this. It's seriously, like, you should be, you should feel sad. You should be a, feel like a sad, sorrowful human, uh, that you didn't see this. I, I love it that people go and they say, oh, we're going to save our money to take our kids to Disneyland or Disney World or Euro Disney. And, they fly there and you've got to stand in these long queues and you get to take a photograph with Mickey and ha oh, ha lovely, beautiful. And it really is a great experience, but it costs you a hundred, two hundred thousand rand. For a, a low price of probably like three hundred rand or two hundred and fifty rand, you can take your kids to go and see probably one of the most spectacular things that you're ever going to see, um, called Disney on Ice. And it's coming to South Africa. <clears throat> it happens, also opens next week actually, next week Friday, which means the kids are going to be having so much fun. So many fun things are happening in Johannesburg. You've got uh, Puss in Boots and now you've got Disney on Ice. Um, and Yolandi and Conrad uh, Gearing are in studio who are top South African skaters that have been a part of this production since 2009. And welcome, guys. Thanks. Hi. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> First and foremost, two South Africans. Yes, Buddha means. Oh, yeah. Buddha means. <laughs> like a Buddha means. <laughs> How is it that two Afrikaans South Africans... From where there's no ice, okay? You're from Pretoria? Yes. Oh, I'm originally from Benoni, so let's get that straight. All right, well, from Benoni and Pretoria. (laughs) How did two South Africans from Benoni and Pretoria um, get to travel the world and skate in Disney on Ice? How does this happen? How does it happen? 
Well, um, when I was five or six years old, um, I had some issues with my feet. Um, I, I was walking pigeon toed and my mom went to the doctor and before operations and those type of things, they said, well, go try out figure skating. It might work because you have to learn to walk like a duck. And it worked 23 years later. <laughs> I'm still skating. Yeah. And I mean, and I saw an ad on TV and they were hitting pots and pans on the ice and, uh, I told my mom I wanted to do that and, uh, you know, she only knew someone in the figure skating business and, uh, I started skating at the age of four. So yeah, and we both represented South Africa in competitions internationally, got our Pratia colors and, uh, and, yeah. And you guys met when you were six? Yes. Okay. Through competitions and stuff. Look, I, I skated in jo- Joburg, uh, she in Pretoria and we only met with competitions. So once a week, maybe once, once a month, month. depends. Okay. We, we saw each other at the rink and, um, yeah, from there it, it we, we started being friends and all that stuff. And then the, the magic happened, you know. I love the fact that, that two South African stars, two Africans, all of a sudden are in a Disney production hanging around the world, which is absolutely incredible. How did you get into Disney? That's crazy. <laughs> well, after high school, we both went to study. You went to study chef, and I went to study dance and theater. And in 2009, we went to go see um, a show at Monte Casino, a figure skating show. And um, not thinking it would ever happen, we uh, sent in an audition tape and tried it out. And four days later, we got our first email. Yeah. So like, okay. It was and, amazing. All right, we, how long have you guys been married? Uh, almost, almost three, three years. years. Yeah. Okay. So when did? So okay, how long have you been together? Twelve, twelve or thirteen years. Okay. Yeah. That's really, really cool. <laughs> okay. So so we live. We dance on the ice together. We live on the ice together. We live in our in our house together. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, really, yeah. So we do this together. <laughs> everything. Well, everything together. No kids yet. Obviously. <laughs> no, 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 not right now. No. Yeah. All right. So that tell me, you are traveling the world. You on the ice. You're doing Disney on ice. Do you get to do you wear all the various costumes? Are you doing the costume changes? Yeah, I mean we've. Have you been Mickey? No, Mickey is Mickey. You know, he's a real he's a real guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can't give secrets away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're uh, right. Mickey's real. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Have you? Okay. Who have you been? <laughs> well, I perform in this show. I've got two principal roles, uh, a principal role, but two lead roles. Um, I'm Scar from The Lion King, so I'm the evil guy, mm-hmm. and um, then Kristoff from Frozen. So we have our show is a consists of a variety of different snippets of of Disney stories coming from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which is the first feature film that mm. Disney brought out. So that's way back. So everyone's grandmother and grandmother can you know knows these stories and mm. songs, and it goes through all the way. This is the first time Tangled is going to be in South Africa, uh, Finding Dory, and then we have Frozen as well. So you have all these new stories also coming okay. in with with Aladdin and Jasmine, the Lion King, um, Little Mermaids going to be there toy story is going to be there as well so um and we actually have also uh audience participation in the show with the toy story gang and they get everyone up and learn them choreography with the show and everyone dances with them so yeah it's it's an awesome show it's amazing to be to see south african audiences uh go crazy because you south african yeah. yourself but we you've traveled to how many countries We're, we've done over 50 countries now 50 countries. Yeah, yeah we've but been on each continent except Antarctica. Antarctica. <laughs> Where have you loved? Where's your favorite place besides South Africa, obviously? Well, definitely South Africa first. Now, I, my favorite, I think, is Thailand. 
Yeah. Thailand, really? Yeah, there's just something about it. No, we're, just, we're I would say Philippines. We're, we're in the Southeast Asia part really? that we would, would, you know, agree upon. But I, I had a love for Argentina as well. You know, the meat there as well, the food, the people, the well, tango. You're a chef, yeah, yeah. So I, I like I like different parts of the world, which which I eat a lot of food and try different things. And they they always tell me, oh, you're gonna get st- stomach problems from the street food here or there. But you know, it's, mm-hmm. I go for it. It's good. Why should people see Disney on us? It's an absolute amazing show. There's so much packed in. I mean, Connor just told you what type of segments um, is in the show, but there's wow factors, there's special effects. You know, it has comedy, action, drama, romance. I mean, when you walk into the arena, you get the smell of cotton candy and popcorn and kids being excited and kids getting to see, uh, the chance to see their childhood hero or even adults getting to see their childhood hero. Um, there's everything yeah. in there. What's your favorite song? My favorite song... Oh my goodness. Please don't say I, let it go. Please. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I'm, no, I think, uh, the Lion King in general just has the bass songs. And that's big because that's we haven't seen big. Lion King hasn't been in Disney on us. I don't, I think uh, it's the first. It, no, we, it was, yeah, but it was a very small segment. Yeah, we have the big little, segment. Yeah, it's going to be really? a little larger. So we have the, the scar and that's, you know, that's my favorite song is be prepared that, yes. that scar sings and the hyenas are there. The wildebeest are there. So there's a big segment Timon of Lion and Pumba. King. Timon and Pumbaa will be here um, again. I love this. Yeah. It's great. Um, Again, it's proud, so wonderful to see Africans traveling around the world doing phenomenal things. Um, and of course, being uh, Gautengelings. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. Thank, Thank you. you for joining us in studio. Thank Thanks you for so having much. us. Yeah, Thank you awesome. for being with us. And that's uh, the guy, Yolandi uh, Gehring and uh, um, Conrad Gehring, both the top South African skaters. Of course, they had their international colors, but they're traveling the world in the magical of. Disney on ice. Thanks for joining us, guys. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you very much. Well, um, uh, it's, I've got to tell you, we, we're very, very blessed to have uh, a, a very special star in studio. I want to tell you all about her uh, in a moment. But her book is coming out, and the book is called On Becoming. And um, it's, uh, it's a story of, of uh, an exceptional life, a life of... Of, uh, I haven't been able to read the book, but I got, I got the biogs. I will read the book there and I'll, I'll talk more about it. But, but it's a life of, of hardship, uh, hardships and heartache that meets, um, fame and, um, notoriety that meets fashion and glory with sadness and happiness. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a story of a human being. Uh, I think most, more importantly than just a story of, of somebody's life of being a star. But uh, in your in a small life, we have uh, uh, a small period of time. We've got the phenomenal uh, Toke Makinwa uh, from Nigeria, top fashion icon, <laughs> motivational speaker, actress, star, TV star, now author. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I feel really, really blessed and honored uh, to obviously be on cliffcentral.com. So thank you so much uh, for having me. What an incredible life. What an incredible journey you're on. We are all on, uh, you know, everyone you meet is traveling. Everyone you meet is on a journey. Everyone you meet is, uh, going through something, the good, the bad, the ugly, the, you know, the pleasant things. It's all life. You know what I mean? And it's very important that as we go through certain things, uh, you know, we go through them not solely for ourselves alone, but for those who look up to us and those who are watching us leave and those who may go through similar situations in different proportions, by the way. Mm. Uh, so that they can draw some sort of strength from your strength and see how you thrived, even in a not so great situation. And, you know, and they think to themselves, if he can go through it and come out on the other side, 
maybe I can. Well, I mean, I looked at your your career. I, I think uh, you you say that you never envisaged this happening. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I can't sit here and tell you that I thought I'd be a yeah, new person. You know, I'm just going to be you know a star. I I still don't call myself a star. I see myself as a radio girl and a girl who works in television as well. Really? You know, okay. Because I think I, I'm very. I'm uh, very because sometimes in this business you have to stay hungry and you have to literally uh, uh, stay woke, as the streets would say, because mm. you never know when it's time for all of this to be wrapped up. So I think that uh, uh, when you constantly see yourself as climbing that ladder and reinventing yourself and working to be a better version of who you are or who you were yesterday, then you realize that you haven't even arrived. You, you haven't scratched the surface yet. So um, yes, I never thought I was going to be. Uh, I mean, I, I fell in love with, with radio when I was eight. And it was very short-lived because back then, you know, parents didn't usually support their children or wards to have, you know, careers in the entertainment industry because, you know, people had their fears of being exposed too early and not being able to, you know, live a balanced life and whatnot. So, of course, that was one of a big no where I was from. And then I went to uni, got done with all of that and radio found me again. Now, when I found my radio job again, I had, had some banking experience and I just started out on the graveyard shift, which is the night shift. We all started there. Do you know what I mean? We but all you know started the there. When, when you see people, because when I start, I remember... I did the auditions with some girl and she got daytime and I got nighttime and you know, it, it was almost like, yeah, we'll just put you on the nighttime shoe. And I, I refused to see that as a bad thing because I, I said to myself, this will work out. I'm going to make all my mistakes on this shift. That's a I'm going to learn to That's be better on this shift. On and I'll tell yes. you what, I was only there for six months. So I did the graveyard shift. There were times when I would forgot to turn, forget to turn off my microphone. It was absolutely crazy, but I got, comfortable and I got good at what I did and in six months I got that email that I was bummed to morning radio, morning, morning radio. which is like the traffic radio yeah, slot for the that's, show that's, that's, and I've been there since then so I'm very grateful for starting at the bottom because I learned and I learned good is it music radio uh, it's actually talk. There's music, there's talk, okay, and urban right. lifestyle. So because, because Gareth, both Gareth Cliff and yes. I, Gareth is Cliff Central, and I did also the graveyard shows. Yes. And can I tell it you? It could be lonely on that shift sometimes. Do you know the nicest thing is because we, we had talk back, so we could have, we had call in. Yes. We had some interesting people there. there yeah. Was some very, there was yeah. Some Everyone wants to be hooked up. Everyone wants to talk to you about something. Yeah. Strange people. Yeah. Okay, number one. Firstly, incredibly. Yeah. It's your, for me, it was the university of life. I, I thought so as you well. Know, I mm. learned really mm. fast and I learned really well. Yes. And I think that for every radio presenter, just as you said, mm. starting out like that makes you comfortable. You sort of harness the craft and then you get good at doing what you, you know, you're good at doing anyway. So yeah. Not an easy life Not that you've led. I mean, if we look at the start of your, your, your radio career, your teenage life, you lost both your parents yes, as a teenager. On, yes. I, when I was eight, I was actually not a teenager. Sure, you were a kid. And, um, you know, it was a, to a fire incident which happened in my house. Mm-hmm. And, um, yes, burying both my parents on the same day was the first rude shock life gave to me. And it's so weird because when they were alive, they used to joke about dying together. Mm. You know, I remember hearing my parents say things like, oh, you, if my dad says, if I die tomorrow, what would you do? And she's like, we're dying together and we'll be buried side by side. And they got it. They were buried side by side. And uh, it was such a tragedy. It was... um it was my, that was the hard knock. I mean, life mm. dealt me that blow. And it was a different kind of tragedy because when I see people who lose a parent or a sibling or a family member when they're much older, I say to them, at least you've got memories. At least you know certain things. I was eight. You know, sometimes I just wish I could just even 
hear her laugh again or certain things will happen in my life and I, I wonder how my dad would react if he was here. You know, so I was. I think you'd be very proud. I hope so. And, I've got, I, and I think that, that your parents' souls must be in you. Well, it is in you in some yeah. respect. I just so like you, to, you know, think of them as my guardian angel. Yes, so. and they're with you. So that's, that's the cool thing. Amen to but, that. But you've done proud work. Thank great you. Great TV, Thank great you. radio. Thank you. You're a motivational speaker, which betters people's lives. You're iconically fashionable, which means you want people to look good as well and feel good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I mean, it starts from the inside. It, you know it, what it I does. mean? And I learned that the hard way as well, because I can't sit here and tell you I've always loved myself or I've always understood my purpose. So I think with every single situation mm-hmm. I found myself in, there was a lesson to learn. And when I learned that lesson, I had a huge responsibility to share that lesson with the world, which is why on Becoming is, you know, the title of the book mm. is um, is out there. It was a project that was very close to my heart. Uh, after going through a very devastating period, I just never thought I would see the light. And my faith has been something that has, you know, I think I've been blessed with as well, you know, because I'm very well rooted and grounded. You know, I'm a, I'm a Jesus girl. I like to say that to everyone mm-hmm. because I think that is such a special and very important relationship as an individual. I don't do religion because I think religion has been at the forefront of different wars. So mm. I feel like a personal connection with your creator has always kept me humbled, stable, and grounded. And in those dark times, that was the only way that I could sort of pull through the depression and all the crazy things. We had um, uh, a Nigerian producer on the show last. You did? Yes. Who? It's a musical called Kakana. Uh, oh. The musical that's uh, been also been going around the world and uh, a phenomenal producer we had on the show. And I asked this question, and, and the question I'm going to ask to you uh, is, people get Nigeria wrong. Definitely. Let's change Africa. that. Misp- yes, Africa. It's Africa. You know, it's a, I said that actually. I said to him, I said, people get Joburg wrong. People yeah. go, oh, I'll it's come so to Joburg. not safe. You have it's to. Safe. And then mm. you get really dumb people that say the elephant walks in the street with us. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, we get stupid people. <laughs> Somebody asked that's me once, one. 10, 10 years ago, so like, are there diamonds on the streets? I said, yes. If there were diamonds in the streets, I promise you I wouldn't be staying in this hotel. Exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. Um, but, but, but we get Africa wrong. We get, Nigeria. Let's dispel the myth of Mm. Nigeria. Tell me your Nigeria. Nigeria is a one of a kind place. Being born, growing up in Nigeria is an experience that I cannot even quantify. You know, Nigerians are hardworking. Nigerians are resilient people. Nigerians never give up. Nigerians are not, we just never take no for an answer. We find humor even in the worst situations and I think that's what's gotten us through the toughest times that we've been through as a people uh, you know our diversity is our biggest strength as well and we look up for ourselves Nigerians are very vocal some people say we're loud but we're loud yeah we own it loud and proud so, you know we walk into a place and you know that's a Nigerian and uh, as, uh, as you, you said about South Africa there's also been the downsides you know the sides that the western world will be quick to project when they come to shoot videos in Nigeria they want to go to the slump because they think that is the African story. But that is not the African story. The story of strength and survival doesn't necessarily have to be depicted in poverty. There's wealthy areas. And, you know, there's a middle class who is now the in class. These are people who were not necessarily born wealthy, but have created a life for themselves that they can thrive and, you know, hand out to the people coming from behind them. So all that craziness of if you don't know anyone or your father has to be a king or you have to be in politics. No, there's a new class of young entrepreneurs, of people who are stepping out, doing amazing work and leaving a legacy. And I want the Western world to see that. That's what we are all about. I thought that Lagos is incredible. 
I think Lagos is busy. The hostel and bustle. It's, I said at the Federal Hotel, it's crazy. You're walking up the streets and is, eating and you drinking yeah, and you dancing. I call it and hostel and bustle because it's hostel, but I call it the hostel because it's very hostile. But it's very, <laughs> you know, know you, you love it. You know, it, it just teaches you, it just wakes you up. You know, Lagos is like, you've got to be awake. I went to a nightclub where I'm telling you now, I saw more champagne than I saw in Miami. Yes, I mean, then we I like saw, to pass. In New York and then I saw, then I saw in Dubai. So please don't think if you're going to go to Nigeria, Nigeria you're going to sit in a little shake yeah. pub. Well, I'm sure they are lovely shake pubs, but I mean... Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's, it's a mix of both. You know, yeah. Whatever works for you. You want to live that lifestyle where you have champagne for brunch. You want to have beer. It, 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 it's a cosmopolitan city. So it's very much zhuzh, if I can use that word. So whatever, however you want to find... In Lagos, there's a Lagos for everyone. So if you want to have a quiet time in Lagos, you can. The nightlife is amazing, by the way. The city just never sleeps. Please, the passing is just Nigeria yeah. is, is is incredible. It is. And it a is. beautiful country. I'm so happy that you're in studio. My very special guest, Toke Makinwa. Yes. Who has, you actually uh, got my name right. I love it. He's like Toke Makinwa. Yeah. Nice. I like you. You listen. If you're in Joburg, we could be doing a radio show. I know. Together. I love you already. Maybe we should do a little. You know, once a month we should do a little connect. I think so. We can call in from each other's stations yeah. and yeah, connect and, so and talk how about. How you doing? Yeah. Yes, I think that would work. That'll yeah, let's do the South African Nigeria bridge. I think we can okay. and just share stories. And I mean, that's a good idea. That's a very good idea. I think so too. On becoming, the book comes out now yes. this week in uh, I know Zebra Square launches at Hyde yes, Park. Yes, we are at Hyde Park Corner on it's Saturday. It's happening uh, this Saturday. Starts at four p.m. Mm-hmm. and it's very easy. If you'd like to attend, or you have to just send an email to us. We're admin four at Zebra Square. That's Z E B R A Square S Q A. Square.co.za. Yeah, and then just uh, register your attendance yeah, and we'd love to see And, and it's in Hyde Park, so I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it should be great. Will you be signing? I'm going to be signing some books for people who come out to purchase the books that day, so. Uh, get the book because it's very interesting. Uh, we're not going to go into this particular subject, but we, we talk about a life of fame, glory, um, the good and notoriety, the, bad, the good, the bad, mm, and the, the glamour. And then, of course, the ugly has been that we're not going to go into it yeah. because it's in the book. So you just read the book. You can read it and I'm yeah, fine. Maybe. We're not going to go into it. But the thing is that, again, things happen in people's lives. Mm. Relationships happened. Fallen relationships happen. Mm. But ultimately, what did you learn from them? Um, to be honest with you, I learned to, very recently actually, I learned to forgive myself okay. and truly forgive myself because I... I, I went through a program called Zozo in Lagos, Nigeria, and just sitting in that room, I realized that I had been so hard on myself for so much because we blame ourselves for a lot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't see how well we're doing because we keep our eyes focused on the things that haven't happened for us yet. Mm-hmm. And you keep you know, beating yourself down because you haven't achieved what you think you should achieve or where you think you should be. And, you know, it's all in the mind and we need to begin to take control of our minds and be thankful and aware that each day you see is an opportunity for you to do it all over again. And you may not hit the spots, but as long as you're on the journey, as long as you don't give up and as long as you keep pushing, you will eventually get through whatever it is you're going through. So for me, the biggest lesson I've learned is not to be so hard on myself. I've also learned to love myself, you know, because before I 
we all say things like self-love is, you know, the best kind of love, but how many of us really practiced that? Mm. I'd put myself through so much. I'd blame myself for losing my parents at eight. I mean, mm. did I want to die? Did I, did I want that to happen to no. me? You know, and for that reason, I would settle for things that I had no business settling for. It's almost like being a sheep at harbor. A sheep sets sail in all its glory is what a sheep is supposed to be. Mm. And then when you're at harbor, you know, you're literally just there in safety and comfort. So for me, the biggest lesson for me was, Forgiving myself, letting go of all the burdens and all the mm. unnecessary load that I had been carrying and learn to love myself. So if I see something that I think I need that is expensive, I'll treat myself to it because I deserve it. And you work for it. I work for it. Yeah. So, yeah. There is a lesson in something that yes. you said is that, firstly, I've got a secret to tell you. Um, there are 7 billion people in the world. Yes. Um, and 3 billion are Men. So there's plenty of fish in the sea. Number yes, one. There is. Okay. Mm. Number two is that any fallen relationship teaches us a lot about ourselves, number one. Mm. And most importantly, and I think this is really the cool thing, is is how we can do things differently. That is correct. You're and in my head right now. Uh, which is a good thing. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Mm. What are some of the other highlights in the book? Um, I mean, of course, I talked about my career as well. Um, I did not talk about it extensively because it's on becoming. It's a it's an open titled book. There's going to be many other books, and hopefully, we can talk about on becoming an entrepreneur and a media mogul and what's not. Mm. But it was very important that I gave people a brief background of where I'm coming from because mm. a lot of people see famous people and they see the flash, the glam, the glitz and glamour, and then you know it sells a perception that this is what life is all about. And sometimes people find it hard to believe that. Famous people also go through personal deep struggles. And that's why you wake up all morning and hear someone's committed suicide. And maybe the person just wanted someone to talk to. Do you yeah, know what I mean? That, so it's important that we now begin to re- be, set ourselves across as relatable. So for me, it was very important that I shared a little bit about my background, a little bit about who I am, my failures, the mistakes that I made. And, you know, in sharing all of that, it was tough because I knew that some people might judge me, some people might not accept me. And I also shared a lot about my faith as well. So, um, you know, it was a, it's a mix of everything. If you're looking for a deeper connection and a different relationship with God, you might read on Becoming. If you're looking for answers to questions, if you're dealing with loss of a loved one and, you know, just struggling a little bit, you can read on becoming as well and it can also sort of empower you and inspire you to want to step out and start something new and i think the book talks and and and, and i'm going to say this let us why are we reading uh, um, books from from the, the experience of people in america or in london or in australia these are the african stories these are african experiences and i'm not saying that the universal human humans are humans. Yes, but it's lovely to be able to go. Oh, I can get. I can, I can imagine relate that, to that. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. I, can, I can relate to. And to be honest with you, I feel like as Africans, we don't talk enough, and that's why I would say we read more about the Western stories because as Africans, it's not an African thing to do. You know, people feel like being strong, you have to project this tough exterior where people cannot see you crumble. But there's so much strength in being vulnerable, and we need to begin to tell our story so the world would not tell it for us. The African story has been told several times. We import everything. You know, the Lion King is being done in the Western Avenue, yeah. but this is our story. What yeah. is wrong with us? We now need to be Begin to tell it the way we it really happened. That's why that Nigerian musical that just fell just out left on the stage Broadway. was phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. It traveled the world, and now it was just yes. a great, 
So we need to begin to do that. There's a Nigerian musical. Yes. Okay, that's a, but of course we've got to send it to the world. Yes. You know, we've got to be able to do that. That's, yes. And there's uh, so many of them. There's Waka, there's Saro, there's so many amazing theatre, I mean, musicals and, and the stories are indigenous and are African. And this is how we can begin to change the perspective and the narrative about Nigeria mm. and who we think Africa is. So high time we begin to tell our stories, personal struggles, academicals, you know, even, even in terms of, you know, going to school in Nigeria or going to school in mm. Africa. You know, we have those kind of books been reading and we can export that as well and people can see things from our eyes. Now, Benang, let me just tell you a lovely yes. story is that I met Benang when she was a very young person. I'm a TV producer. All right. And, uh, and I'll never forget seeing her on camera for the very first time, actually. Seriously. Uh, again, a very incredible story. You guys have a great connection. Yes, we do. And she's my twin. You are like twins. You are like twins. It's like I'm sitting with Benang. It's quite I weird. say, I think it it's and so she weird. says it. It's I literally that's how it happens. I think about something and she just says it. And I'm like, girl. Yeah. We need to do a Benang talking show. Yes. We, we've been talking about it. We, we, we definitely we, need to. Mm, 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 we yeah. like producers, you know. Yes. Yeah, so we can, we can. We know it. where to get the money. Hercules. Yes, let's yeah, do yeah. It. Okay. Always good. All right. Um, we're looking at your life. We're looking at the incredible uh, story of Toke Makinwa, who is uh, has got a book coming out on becoming. Mm. Um, in a moment's time, we're going to also just chat to Ayanda Tabete, who you'll hopefully you'll meet. Actually, she's, again, a phenomenal. Oh. But just got into television oh, on Top Billing, which is one of our top uh, lifestyle mm. uh, shows. We'll chat to her because uh, something ha- is happening. But of course, we want people to go and get this book. Yes. Um, so you, you can ha- also check it out online if you, yeah. you know, got an Amazon account or iTunes, you know, you can always, uh, purchase on becoming on Amazon and iTunes as well. And, um, you know, yeah. And it's also going to be at, uh, cause I hope I got the pronunciation right. Cause you said South African names. Yeah. It's the same way you guys also kind of struggle. Um, cause the Kizel store is it Kizel? Come and say it. Come and say it. Kasura. Kasura. I love them. And, that's and I'm wearing, I'm wearing, let me tell you about oh, what I'm your, wearing. Your, yes. So I'm wearing this outfit from Kisua and it, it means strength. You know, it's a collection that's never been seen before and it just depicts the strength. And I saw it and I fell in love with it. So I, cause I, you know, I always want to feel strong 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So the book is also going to be stocked in their store. You can stop by in Hyper Corner as well and purchase on Becoming by Token Makinwa. Okay. Um, we're going to stay and we have a photo and do that in a moment, son. But, uh, but your, your, your final message, your final words about, about this business and advice for young people. We will chat hmm. to Ayanda Tabete in a moment, but you've been in the industry for a long time. Hmm. You've done radio. You've done fashion. You've done, you did it all. Advice. What would you say? Wow. That look, I, I keeps it real. It's a tough industry. <laughs> it's hardcore. It's cutthroat. Thank you for if saying you it. are not passionate about it, don't do it. Don't look at the outside and don't look at the glitz and glamour and think that's mm-hmm. what it's all about. There's <laughs> tears at night. There's doors being slammed in your face over and over again. You will question your craft. You would give up. You would start again. You would give up some more. But the key is just to keep pushing and to do it on your terms, right? So know what it is that you have and what it is you want to share with the world and do not let anyone tell you otherwise. It's tough. But it can be done. And don't believe your own PR. Don't believe your own hype, boo. I'm telling you, yes. don't believe your that's own the, hype. That's, you know, that's I'm the fastest you. way to stay in business. Which is why I said to you, I, I don't see myself as a superstar. I'm not a star. I'm just starting out. You cannot believe the hype. 
Four million people on the, on YouTube, over a million Twitter followers. You still cannot we want, believe the that's hype. That's why we've got to tweet the show because got, people must listen to you. This, still to this can, club. You yeah. still cannot believe the hype. I mean, you have you to never believe stay hungry and, and keep working and pushing and stuff. Thank you for joining me in studio. Thank it's happening so this much. week, four o'clock, Hyde Park Shopping yes. Center here in Johannesburg. Uh, this, the book's called UnbecomingAmazon.com. You must go and get it. And it's Toke Makinwa, uh, actress, speaker, fashion icon, and you're beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. And then let's talk about that TV show. We're going to do some yeah, stuff. To, I'm going to see you after we have a right, chat. No worries. Okay. Thank, thank you very you so much, much for joining me. us uh, on the line. Um, a very big event happening next week. We've got uh, the wonderful, wonderful um, uh, Durban July. It's the hub of Durban. I'm happy that Durban's coming out in today's show, but because we, we like to punt Durban. On the line, I've got uh, Ayanda Tabete, and they created something called the Opulent Experience Marquee. Ayanda Tabete, firstly, congratulations on the top billing gig. Welcome to the show. Thank you so, so, so much. I'm so happy to be on the show. Um, Toppling the dream come through. So thank you so much for that. Um, well, uh, firstly, the, the Toppling, I've produced Toppling, uh, on a number of occasions I've been involved with and, and was the judge of the presenter search, uh, uh yes. for many years. Um, but Ayanda, a great experience to be, to start in this platform. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, it, it just has such quality presenters. The show itself has been around for 25 years. It's really good that within two years of my career, um, I was able to, to get top billing. Um, I just think it's such a privilege to be on a show that where you can um, draw from the experience, draw from um, the people that are there, draw and, and also just the, the lifestyle magazine part of it, you know, um, the people that you get to meet and the people that you get to interact with um, during the show is, is just amazing. Uh, Ayanda, it does, and it will retransform your life. And uh, I'm sorry that uh, my beautiful friend uh, Simba is no longer with us. But I can tell you one thing: it puts you on the map. It does incredible things for your life. But most importantly, it takes you on the journey of of being a part of the business of entertainment. Um, yeah, and, exactly. And like Toki said, it's it is not about the, the 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 glitz and the glamour and the makeup and the hair. It is a lot of work. Yeah. And it's actually a lot of work. I think people don't understand, don't understand. that part. Mm. It is crazy. It's long hours. It's twelve-hour days. Um, it, it's sometimes locations that you wouldn't even think of going to. But um, it's all part of the of the journey. It's part of the experience. It's part of telling stories. And um, you know, Topping uh, also has a, a different focus now, where they're telling more and more South African stories. Um, you know. Because we need to, to, to know what's happening within our own country before we mm. or even explore other places. So it's quite cool that, um, you know, we're getting, I'm getting that experience. Um, it's hard, hard work, but it's also good work, you know, because the kind of, of work where you get thrown into the deep end, you can only swim or sink. <laughs> That's so it. I hope I'm That's swimming. It. That's <laughs> the way it goes. And you are swimming. Um, Thank you, you are. Oh, uh, something called the Opulent Experience Marquee happening at the Durban July next week uh, in Durban. I am Tell me about it. super, super, super excited about that. It's happening next weekend in Durban. Uh, Durban July is an event that, you know, I've been going to for years, but to be able to go there, um, you know, with, with the opulent experience and, and, and with that kind of exposure that, you know, that it gives you going to be absolutely amazing. The type of service that we're going to be offering guests, the marquee itself, you know, we're going to be right at the front of the race. So it's, it's I think it's going to be an, an awesome event. Who, who's on the guest list? Who? Uh, you will have to come to our, have you booked yet? 
Well, that, that's what we're going to go to next. <laughs> Where do we book? But um, um, you book online. This, uh, you can go to www.theopulentexperience.co.za or you can go to bookings at Opulent Experience. Um, but basically, we have high, high-end DJs um, that, are, that are going to be there. The Kings of the Weekend are going to be there um, and, and a whole lot of others. You can also go to the Facebook page, which is the Opulent Experience, and then, um, and then just get to see exactly who will be there. I'll be there. <laughs> so I'm on the guest list. Yep. So I think that is going to be absolutely uh, wonderful. I think it's, it's great to have events and spaces within events where you get to, to interact and mingle with like-minded people. And I think that's what it offers more than anything. And then just have fun, but um, with a white love experience. Well, it sounds absolutely fabulous. Of course, the Durban July always is one of the highlight events of the year. Uh, we have the Mets and the, two horse racing events uh, that are really great, the Mets in Cape Town and the Durban July. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to the opulent experience and that, that word opulent does say it all, does it not? Uh, Ayanda, yes. um, best of luck with top bidding. We want to get you in studio soon, so come and visit us. I need to come to see And of course, you've got a great salon. <laughs> if people want to meet you, she's got a salon in Melrose. Yes, I've got a salon. You have come and, and we also have a barber. Great. Um, got nails, everything. You must come for grooming services. Yeah, I shall. It's out in Melrose, and um, it's, you know we've been doing so well. We've been open for three months so far. Um, it, it's a huge juggle to juggle between um, you know top billing, um, my brand ambassadorship duties, as well as the salon. But you know what? It's all worth it, and it all comes together quite perfectly. And I'm going to tell you now, because we've had top Nigerian star Toka McKinway in the studio, and Toka would, would have said to you very clearly that uh, the more multifaceted you are in the business, the greater it's going to be and the greater success that you're going to have. So congratulations. That's Ayanda Tabete, uh, top billing presenter, and of course uh, is involved in the opulent experience marquee at the Durban July, and go to opulentexperience.co.za. My name is Alan Ford. It's been a great show. Don't miss the greatest love of all the Whitney Houston show. It's exceptional. Disney on Ice, Puss in Boots. Please go and get the book on Becoming. Uh, it's just uh, the launches in Hyde Park. And, of course, uh, yeah, the July handicap is going to be fun for all you people who love horse racing and opulence and fun and decor and wonderful things. Next week, special guest in studio, Jonathan Rocksmith. Yeah, what a star. We've got the big star happening next week. And uh, and uh, Nathan Rowe will join us a bit back then. And we're going to get people to sing and do funny things. I love it. We always love it. I um, hope that you've enjoyed the show. Listen, it's a beautiful Thursday. It's a beautiful country. It's a beautiful continent. This is your African experience. My name is Alan Ford. And it's been wonderful being with you here on cliffcentral.com. The Unview, the thin, the rich, and the fabulous on cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.